Welcome back, finally, to another episode of the Erie County GOB podcast, uh, where we'll be discussing uh, local issues, statewide issues, national issues, and all the issues in between that uh, a member of the Erie County GOP would be interested in. Uh, my name is Brodigan. Uh, thankfully, all the technical issues on my end are fixed, and I'm back with the phenomenal one, our chairman, Nick Langworthy. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Brodigan. It's good to be back. Yes, and th- you know, th- th- thankfully, it's like while well, 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 I've been busy with technical problems, you've been busy uh, recruiting people, so at least one of us has been doing our job. <laughs> it, it has been a really busy time uh, as we get here, and, and Tuesday was the first day to circulate nominating petitions, so there's people out knocking on doors, getting those signatures to qualify our candidates for the ballot, and this is... It really is a committee. the The most small d democratic thing that we do is go to our go to our neighbors and fellow Republicans and gather those signatures to uh, to qualify um, our candidates for the ballot. It's actually I, I'm always heartened every year is I go to the board of elections to file our countywide petitions and I see you know a stack of fifteen thousand signatures that the you know the women and the men of the party go out and gather you know from from their community and it it's it's the you know the symbolism of all of the hard work is right there and that's what's going on right now as we circulate petitions for countywide offices for uh state legislature assembly and senate uh as well as you know some of the the stray uh, local races that we have this year on the on the town and the city levels and i i want to um Go through a couple of the, the the recent people who've announced that they were uh, running in the over the past couple of weeks in a second. Uh, but before we do, uh, just want to touch base on national politics for a, a little bit because uh, yesterday was the big meeting of the uh, the delegation to the N- national convention in Cleveland. And if just wanted wanted to talk a little about that, how'd that go? Yeah, it, it actually went great. I mean, we we were down at. Uh... Trump National Golf Club, which uh, is in Dutchess County in Hopewell Junction. So it was uh, uh, great to be down there, beautiful facility, uh, great people in Dutchess County. Uh, But the entire uh, delegation that's getting together uh, from Cleveland uh, or in Cleveland, uh, we have 95 delegates across the state. You know, we, most of us gathered uh, there yesterday to make some important decisions as to who's going to represent um, the party on key committees for the RNC. And, you know, as we've been through the ringer this year in this primary, I mean, there's been uh, speculation and worry that there would be efforts to you know, change the rules and and what have you. And uh, one of the great developments yesterday was that our elections commissioner, really my partner in in running this party on a day-to-day basis, uh, a guy that has served as our elections commissioner since 1992, and I believe he's the most brilliant election lawyer in the state of New York, Ralph Moore. He is uh, has been selected by the Trump campaign. He was a recommendation to the full body yesterday, and he was unanimously chosen uh, to be the representative to the rules committee for the for New York State uh, to help uh, the team Trump uh, make sure that their agenda gets accomplished uh, in Cleveland and the rules of the convention are set uh, the right way. So that that was uh, exciting for us. And then we also had. Um, our very own Carl Palladino is going to be the representative on the credentials committee. So there's a nice Western New York flavor to uh, uh, to some of the leadership positions uh, on uh, the RNC delegation slate. And I guess the big question is, uh, is Carl going to be bringing his baseball bat to uh, the committee? Because judging by what you read on the Internet, he might need it. 
<laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that because there's a one full page list of restricted items that cannot be brought to the Quicken Arena in Cleveland, but baseball bats are not on that list. And uh, <laughs> we're curious if, if Carl might be able to get his uh, orange baseball bat in the door, but uh, hopefully he will not need it. Um, I think, you know, so much of this discussion about um, how terrible that, uh, you know, the violence or what have you will uh, – We'll, we'll be in Cleveland. I, I'm sure that's as overblown as uh, the Never Trump movement. <laughs> oh God, I, I don't. I don't have a good segue. So let's let's talk about the local races. Um, Absolutely. We we had a big week this week. Uh, um, we're a candidate for district attorney. Um, we, you know, we had an exhaustive process this year, and this is a very dynamic race. Um, but Joe Trainer uh, ends up being uh, the nominee uh, of the Republican Party, and, and he will be announcing, or I'm sorry, he will be endorsed uh, formally on Saturday at our executive committee meeting. Uh, but uh, Dennis Vacco, our former New York State Attorney General, uh, in January I impaneled him to put together a screening committee to go help us find the best candidate we can put forward uh, to be the next district attorney. And we have not had a Republican district attorney since uh, the 80s when uh, Dick Arcara, who is now a federal court judge uh, in senior status, uh, was our district attorney. But uh, we uh, and we'll have Joe on the podcast here in the next several weeks. But Joe Trainer is a 28 year retired uh, JAG colonel in the United States Air Force. His uh, credentials are are such in you know I, I looked at this guy three different ways and said you're too good to be true <laughs> he really he, is um you know this i don't think he's ever jaywalked in his life and um joe trainer was part of the uh the prosecution effort against saddam hussein uh you know, for his international crimes against humanity. I mean, he's he's tried over a hundred uh, cases. You know, mostly serious criminal matters within JAG uh, courts. Uh, you know, Joe Trainer's the real deal, and he is a registered conservative party member. So he'll be primarying uh, for the conservative line. He'll uh, he'll proudly carry the banner of the Republican Party, and and hopefully some more, some more parties if. Uh, they come forward and endorse his campaign candidacy, uh, but Trainer is um, someone that uh, can can come in and win this race. And you know, in our discussions, uh, I, I said, how, you know, how are you going to put the resources together? You've you you don't have a large network here at home. You've been on the road, uh, you know, your whole life. He's a life, you know, he, he was born here. He was. Uh, raised here, went to Notre Dame uh, for both undergraduate and uh, his law degree. But you know, when you, when you don't live here your whole life, you don't build a network to go fundraise from. He said, "I won't accept donations. I'm not going to. I, I can't do that. You know, I'm, I'm an untested commodity. I can't ethically ask people uh, for money. I'm going to fund this race with my own funds." Um, it just shows you what a breath of fresh air this guy is. He he is completely different than any other candidate in the race for district attorney, and he is putting his own uh, resources forward uh, to run this campaign. And I tell you what, it, it's as you tell people about that, and as I've watched audiences respond to Joe Trainer, uh, it's just their heads start nodding, and they're like, "You're exactly what we need to to restore some integrity and dignity into 
into public office. And, and there's there's one thing I definitely noticed just just simply uh, sharing um, uh, the announcement that he was running on the Erie County GOP Facebook page. Same way I, I you know we, we we you know like I share we share things from like the other candidates and even the elected officials. Uh, complete completely out of the gate, he's had more people excited about him than I've seen uh, I've seen excited about like any anything else that we've shared that doesn't involve the word Trump. <laughs> it's it's um, a candidate with. A ton of upside as people get to know him, get to know his story, and see what his dedication is to our community and our country. Uh, I am I am increasingly confident um, that we're going to have a new Republican district attorney. And uh, we we also a uh, c- couple weeks prior uh, we had an announcement uh, that run a U- U.S. Congress against Brian Higgins in Shelley Sharats. If you could talk to her about her, talk to yeah, us about Shelley her. Yeah, uh, Shelley Sharats is no stranger to to many in the party. Shelley has um, she served the, the the taxpayers of Amherst for eight years as uh, a council member uh, and as deputy supervisor. And you know, Shelley Sharats got the job done. She 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 went out and. Uh, found money that was owed the taxpayers of Amherst from other layers of government where Amherst had been shortchanged. Uh, she fought hard for for regulations against sex offenders in the community, and you know her, her. I believe her signature accomplishment was that she drove the train and enacted term limits on town offices in Amherst. And uh, you know now a council member. A supervisor, any other office in Amherst can serve for two consecutive terms and then has to leave office. She's gotten the job done. So many people talk about it, but don't finish the job. Shelley got the job done. And there's nowhere where we need term limits more than the United States House of Representatives. I mean, the incumbent has been there for seven terms. And, you know, he wants to talk about city council style issues. Uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't come home and ever trumpet the fact that he basically has been Nancy Pelosi's lapdog for the last uh, 14 years and has a 98% voting record with the Pelosi agenda. Uh, but that's that's what that's what Brian Higgins has. Um, I think Shelley Schratz is going to hold him accountable. She is out there hitting the streets already. You know, Shelley's a small business person, a restaurateur, uh, someone that's you know given a lot of people not just a job but their first job in life. Uh, she's uh, a job creator in our community and um, someone that uh, I have an awful lot of respect for. And I think she is going to uh, make this a very interesting race and shock a lot of the political pundits. Speaking of which, what do you say to the people? Because like out of, I mean, if we're being honest, out of our 27 congressional districts, maybe three are competitive. Uh, what do you say to the people who are saying, you know, it's 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 an uphill climb and it's, it's never going to happen and she doesn't have a chance? Well, I, I, I say that this, you know, whom among us thought uh, a year ago that, uh, you know, Donald Trump would be the nominee of the Republican Party uh, and that Bernie Sanders would take Hillary Clinton all the way through the entire primary process and only lose because the system's rigged. This is a year where people want drastic change. They're willing to look to unconventional ways to get that change. Uh, and I think there could be a lot of very surprised faces on election night this year. And uh, the, uh, the the other big announcement, and which is, is going to be a, an assembly seat that uh, I think a, the state's going to have their eye on, uh, especially since the last two people elected to this seat didn't quite say, uh, we'll say work out uh, for the people of the district. Uh, we got Russ Sugg running for New York State Assembly, uh, Village of Lancaster trustee. Tell us a little about him. 
Yeah, well, you know, again, we had the the committees in Lancaster and Chictawaga sit down with all the interested candidates. I put it out there to the whole community. Anyone interested in putting your name forward for the state assembly, please uh, apply, you know, come through the process. And we had six or seven people, you know, put their name forward for that seat. And make no mistake, that seat is heavily Democratic. I mean, there's 20,000 more Democrats than Republicans. That's why it was such a uh, a phenom that uh, we were able to uh, to capture that seat in 2015. Obviously, things didn't work out uh, the way we would have hoped. I mean, we we would be hoping we'd be running a strong re-election campaign right now. Uh, but uh, Russ Sugg has been a village trustee, and again, he's someone that has put forward ethics as a as a primary focus uh, of his service in. Uh, the village of Lancaster. He has um, put a strong ethics package uh, in place that, that village officials and, and, and people in the village government now have to live under. And he'll make a primary focus of his time in the state assembly. I mean, we, we've seen too many people have to go to jail uh, for basically stealing from taxpayers. Uh, too many people that have, you know, behaved badly in office and have caused people to not have uh, trust in the public. And I think Russ Sugg uh, uh, has uh, a strong following. He came very close to winning a seat on the Lancaster Town Board. Uh, just uh, last year, I think he, he it was under 100 votes uh, separated him from um, uh, from the ultimate victor. Uh, I think he's he's going to go into this with both barrels, work very hard. There's a there's a bitter, nasty primary on the other side of the aisle. Uh, again, they, you know, these are candidates that we can work with and be proud of. Uh, should I? It, is it safe to assume we'll be hearing from at least one of them uh, this Saturday at the chairman's roundtable? Well, I, I believe we may have all of them. Uh, we have the chairman's roundtable this Saturday. Uh, we're actually going to be in Orchard Park. Um, this this would traditionally be the last roundtable of the year. Uh, we have announced we are going to extend this uh, roundtable series. It's so successful and so vital to our organization that we have this once-a-month ability to in-person communicate. Um, you know, as chairman, I find it just a necessary uh, meeting for me to get out all the information we need to our committees, our elected officials, uh, you know, hearing from people um, is, is so important. And then we have people coming in from around the state. We're going to have joining us uh, uh, this week, J.P. Miller, who has just uh, uh, launched the Empire Report, uh, which is a brand new website um, that uh, EmpireReportNewYork.com uh, it looks an awful lot like the Drudge Report, but the focus is on New York State politics and New York State government. It's really a great asset. He's going to come in from from New York City uh, and tell us about his new venture. And, and you know, at the Chairman's Roundtable, we really enjoy this. In the past, we've had you know people. The first roundtable of the year, Harry Wilson came out. You know, possible candidate for governor. We've had you know Rob Astorino and Marcus Molinaro and. Um, you know, we'll have more of those guys coming forward. We're going to take the month of July off because there's a lot of people travel, uh, but we're going to be back at it uh, in the month of August and September and October. So uh, we can continue to communicate with the party uh, and, and have these meetings. And um, really, as this important presidential election is going on, um, you know, we we will continue the chairman's roundtable all year. I'm, 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 I'm happy with the decision. Um. And now I, I know you've been busy the past couple of weeks with a couple of the couple of the big races. Do we have any other races we have to fill, or is it like full steam ahead at this point? 
Um, you know, a couple more things are, will pop that we'll talk about next week. But uh, another thing I just wanted to touch on that we held this week, um, you know, there's so, you know, we've talked about this all year, is, is there's so much enthusiasm with the presidential election that um, we're going to find a way to harness and build our party and strengthen party infrastructure uh, to help us, you know, turn Erie County from you know blue to red I mean, we need to work on voter registration we need to recruit new committee members so um you know we invested some resources in this and uh i am very proud to say i don't think we've really done much on social media with this yet but uh we had a meeting in the town of tonawanda now it's no no secret that's not our strongest town uh in terms of uh, the republican party in erie county but uh it's a very big and crucial swing town we held a meeting. I, I sent a mailer uh, inviting uh, every voter that voted in the presidential primary to join us for an informational meeting on how they can help us grow and strengthen the Republican Party uh, in the town of Tonawanda. And we were at the Legion Post uh, on Delaware Avenue uh, Tuesday night, and I will tell you there were over 100 brand new people that have never been involved in the Republican Party before that showed up to hear from myself and Stefan Mahailu, our sheriff, Tim Howard, and, and Carl Palladino and Chris Jacobs were there as well. Um, and they heard from us and heard why their involvement uh, will matter and because we're going to turn this county red uh, for the first time in a presidential election since 1980. I mean, that is, that is our mission is to deliver this county for Donald Trump. Uh, it, you know, Reagan didn't even carry it against Mondale in 84. But wow. we think we can get the job done uh, here in the county. Uh, and we are going to you know, continue this. This was so wildly successful in Tonawanda. We are going to take this show on the road and, and do this in every town we possibly can uh, because it's just well worth it. And we're finding new people. We're getting them involved. Now, there, you know, there's people that we met with two nights ago. They're already out there with petitions joining our committee and joining the team. So let me, let me get this straight. Uh, you're the head of a Republican Party, and you're actually registering new voters? We're registering new voters, and we're getting new committeemen. I don't understand. That sounds like crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're excited about it. It's uh... – it, it is. I, I'm actually going to talk to some of my colleagues around the state. This was so wildly successful. I think there's a lot of potential uh, that throughout New York, um, we should be doing a model like this. Throughout New York? Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we let you go, any closing thoughts? Well, I, as you know, as we've talked about, there's a lot going on this year. Uh, there's, you know, it's a very busy time, you know, for us at the committee. Um, you know, the national convention will be here just around the corner that we're looking forward to as well. So uh, I'm sure we're going to have uh, many more updates uh, in the week ahead. Okay. So what, please what? join us on Facebook, join us on Twitter, join us on Instagram, uh, join us at headquarters if you want to come on down and volunteer. Sounds like a good place to, to leave it off. Chair, Chairman, uh, thanks for joining us again. My pleasure, Brodigan. And to everyone listening, thanks. thank you for joining us again. Uh, as the Chairman said, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find us at the Erie GOB headquarters on Main Street. Uh, this has been another episode of the Erie GOB podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>